Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What is going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me, as always, are my podcasting partners, Paul. Why do you always do it in this order? I don't know. And Dan. What's up, man? And you know what? I do know because out of respect for the OGs of the OG podcast, it seems only appropriate that your name goes first. I appreciate that. I will also note, hmm. if, if, if you haven't noticed, I always list myself last just because when and and anytime I'm putting anything out there, I always list myself last, be, out of respect to my co-hosts. Just just for the record, in case you guys ever grammar. wonder just how much I love you guys. Shut up, Paul. Let me <laughs> tell me let me tell you how much I love you guys. Okay, that's people, why I do it. People also know how much you love proper grammar. I do I do love proper grammar. People on, you know people, on comments, people on Twitter would call you racist if. Probably, um, but I, but I'm totally not. Just for the record, I mean, yeah. Dan's yeah, on our podcast. Come have. on, what else? Uh, should I take the the Darren Ravel approach? I mean, Dan's on our podcast. It's I can impossible. send you some. I can send you some of my old T-shirts from high school, so you can have a Dan collection. <laughs> Dan, a Dan, Dan, the Mexican collection of T-shirts. And welcome to this episode of Fanning the Flames, the OG Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys by the fans. That is us. Maybe. Maybe. Give us a follow on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul. At Dervish of World. Dan, I don't know what to say at this point. What would I do you just pass? Dan just pass. I'm 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 not on Twitter. Dan is no. You want to give out your Instagram? And I won't be ever again. Oh, or your address, apparently. Yeah. Hey, man. Look, listen, listen, listen. I'll I'll say this. My tweet last night about Cam Akers, about wishing bodily harm on him. Was it over the top? Absolutely. Do I care? I don't. But first of all, I didn't know there was that many Cam Akers fans. Second of all, (laughs) the the (laughs) the amount of like outrage over it was kind of hilarious um here's what kind of drew me over the edge my mom passed away last month and i put a tweet out there and i got like two responses right but the amount of response this tweet got just showed me how fucking negative twitter is so i'm just like yeah i'm done that's it that that's that was better than pass, and I I appreciate the commentary, the explanation, and and your point of view. And I think that was I think it's important that that one is put out there 
to be quite frank. I do. Yeah. But and now yeah, I could have. Now what? Oh, was, no, go on. Oh, no, I just, you know, was like, you know, after being attacked for liking a Joe Rogan tweet or an Adam Carolla tweet, I, I was just like, yeah, it's. It, it is what it is, man. But, you know, it, it got to the point last night where I was going back and forth with some people and I very, very, very was very close to giving out my address and telling people to need to come fucking find me. Because trust me, I would love for somebody to come to my house and try and start some shit these days. But, you know, I, I, I thought it better to just delete my Twitter. Fair enough. And I, I think I think you you made you made a, a wise decision uh, considering considering the options and. What I was going to say is I'll, I'll make the now uh, always smooth transition to you can, of course, follow the pod on Twitter at fan the flames at NBA. <laughs> and depending on what pod form you listen on, uh, make sure to rate review and subscribe. Now that we've gotten like what might have been the most like. Serious minute and a half or so of this podcast history i feel like that was pretty pretty deep right there a little 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 heartfelt if you will uh, shall we talk <laughs> shall we talk phoenix suns here i perhaps that, that is what we're here for that is not what, always the best at that that is what we're here for and and you know as i was kind of throwing together some topics i told you guys this before we started recording as i was starting to throw together some topics i saw a pattern coming up as I was trying to say, see what was relevant in Sun in the Suns universe over the past week, and and can can you guys guess? I don't know why I'll even bother asking this. What that pattern might have been? Uh, Devin um, Booker's a fucking. He's not a god, but he's a metahuman. Metahuman. A metahuman. I like that. The mutant. Okay. Um. Yeah, Devin Booker. I mean, <clears throat> dude. The week that this guy has had, I mean, obviously we know it was capped off by being named Player of the Week, Western Conference Player of the Week, but ever since the whole little fiasco with the uh, Raptors mascot happened, uh, he's been playing otherworldly. Uh, as as Dan put it, no offense, Paul, I like the way Dan put it better, but he's been, what did you say, metahuman? Yes. I like that. I like that. Uh, what was the... and and. You might have ascertained, and this doesn't really help people listening because they can't see this, but the name of our, our little chat that I set up here to, to record this pod, can you get it says more than man, Devin Booker more than man, but not quite a god. Is know where I pulled that from, or do you guys have any recollection where in pop culture history that might have come from? I'll take the I silence. You should know this. You should know this, Paul. Dan. I give you a pass because it's from a movie that you'll probably be like, oh, my God, that was a terrible movie. Or you've probably never seen. Oh, God, I can't wait. You've probably seen it. Uh, I don't know. This will what give you a little, bit of, a little bit of a hint, Paul. It's from the Mighty Ducks kind of realm era genre. Okay. But it doesn't involve hockey. It involves okay. another sport. And it doesn't involve football. I'm going to keep giving you hints until you fucking it involves, get it. Because this is, is it from the forever. Big Green? No, it's not sock Jesus. Is it from Little Giants? <laughs> no, but that's a good guess, and that's a fantastic rookie of movie. the year. No, that's the right sport. Is it Sandlot? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah Sandlot. Of Benny the Jet Rodriguez. Yeah. Yeah, and I that's why I thought that was a terrible movie. 
I don't know, Dan, because you seem to think that everything that we liked from the 90s was terrible. And no, the that's, 80s. The eight, that's the 80s. Fair. Sandlot was not the 80s. No, no I know. No, no. You're right. No, well, Sandlot was the 90s. But, but I'm saying my I hate everything was not the from the 80s. 80s. Well, mostly everything from the 80s. Anyway. Mm. Well done, boys. Well done. I'm, I'm proud of you for picking up that reference eventually, even though it took forever. But anyway, since that since that Raptors uh, mascot fiasco, I'm going to call it a fiasco. Just call it event. Uh, books averaged 37.7 points on 52.6% shooting overall and 38.7% from three. All of those numbers, based on my understanding of basketball, are very good. Correct? We can agree? Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, just, a, just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know how sure. yeah, yeah. And And on top of that, he's he's added... 4.3 rebounds, 4.3 assists, and a steal to boot over those over those games. And of course, it was all ended with an exclamation point, I guess you can say, in that Spurs game last night uh, when he put up 48 points, almost got to that 50. And like I said before, Western Conference Player of the Week. Now, uh, apparently, Monty didn't realize how close he was to 50. You just like pulling him out because the uh, the game was in hand. Because is that? I mean, anyway. I, I did not. I did not see that Monty had said that. I was. Uh, that, yeah, Monty said he didn't realize where he was at. Yeah, that was one I of the things that, that. going to bring up. But so, so just to kind of paint the picture a little bit here for for those folks listening, uh, Book scored his forty seventh and forty eighth points with two forty nine left in the game, and Monty ended up pulling Book with a minute fifty eight left. Uh, when when he scored his forty eighth point, I think that put them up fifteen at the time. When he pulled them, they were still up by 13, I believe it was. Um, so the game was well in hand. Now, Book was two points away from that that 50 points, and he got his chances because between his last bucket and when he was pulled out of the game, the Suns had two more possessions, and he took two shots during those possessions, missed both of them. So he had a shot at 50, but didn't quite get there. So uh, two threes. I wish he would have driven the ball. Yeah. Right. I, I would agree, but... At the end of the day, the question becomes, okay, Monty, let's assume for the sake of conversation first, Paul, that Monty knew he was at 48 points. Because I yeah, I feel like as much as I, I, I know Monty would be keyed into the game and what have you, I, I feel like he's also one that wouldn't be completely— You're not tracking individual in, stats. Yeah, in the dark about that. But, but a little glance, books <laughs> having that type of thing. You know, they, they get stat sheets throughout the game, et cetera. I'm hard pressed to think that to, to to believe that Monty really didn't know that book was that close. But let's assume for the sake of conversation again that he he knew. Would you have had? Do you have an issue with Monty pulling him out at that point in time, knowing that book was two points away from fifty? No, no, no. I'm I'm actually glad he did, and I I sent this text to you guys last night in our group chat. I'm glad he pulled him, because um, you know Earl Watson or Igor would have kept him in, um, and let him get his fifty. And I'm just glad that we're not in that. We're, we're, we're past that. And Book's past that. And Book was pissed off that he was taken out. But I don't think he was pissed off because he was taken out. He was pissed off because he, he had two good looks at getting, at getting 50. And he missed both of them. Um, and then you got to remember, too, who's on the other bench, right? I mean, we've all have a certain amount of hatred towards Greg Popovich. But you got to remember that he was Book's coach during the Olympics. Um, there's a great deal of respect for him there. And not to mention, Monty Williams is is Greg Popovich is he's one of his you know uh, his disciples. disciples you know so it's I was really I mean I really wanted Book to get fifty 
but once those two shots didn't go in, I was really glad Monty pulled them. I'm just glad we're past the whole hunting for you know milestones. Stats. Yeah, we're just we're past that, man. Thirty-four nine, and best best team in the league, and Devin Booker is is starting to play himself into MVP consideration. Um, you know, but unfortunately, he's not John Morant. But you know, that's another conversation. Well, and and you know, you you touched on a point that that I'll I'll kind of go into, um, and that's when. Book scored his 48th point. I, at that point, actually was thinking, okay, he might be done because they're up 15 with under three minutes to play. Look, I understand it's the NBA. Anything can happen. But at that point in time, obviously the clock's working against the Spurs. And I I, I wouldn't have had an issue if, if he started you know, clearing the bench a little bit at that point. When he came back in, I was like, all right, I assumed that he had come back in really because of how close he was to getting 50. Uh, which again, back to what I said originally, I, I was hard pressed to to think that Monty wouldn't know that. That's that's another reason there. But again, to I, I agree with you guys. I have no issue with him pulling him out. Obviously, at the 158 mark, I would have had an issue. I don't think pulling him out at the 249 mark um, because I, I don't think that there was really much that was going right for the Spurs at that point. I think things were pretty much safely in hand at that juncture. But right. uh, regardless, you know. Uh, Paul, enlighten me a little bit. So Monty ended up coming out saying that he didn't know that book was that close. I can't find the specific quote, but I do remember seeing it that he said, yeah, I did. He didn't realize that he was two points away from hitting 50 when he pulled him. And I mean, to, to books credit, he didn't try to fight to stay in to get it either, which is, I think actually what I take more from the situation, whether Monty put like what Monty's rationale for pulling him was, it was just game management and book was like, sure. I don't care. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing too is, is even if Monty didn't know, I don't know that that would dictate his decision. Monty, like, like we're talking about a, the team is past the point of trying to chase what ultimately, no matter whether you like the, 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 the nomination or not would, would really kind of be empty stats, right? If you're not winning, then great. You're putting up these stats, but let's, let's get some wins. It's easy to say that now that the Suns are a winning team again. Uh, but on top of that, it's just, again, Monty's not that type of coach, I don't think, anyway. Even no. if this wasn't a team that had a level of success, success that it does, everything he preaches is all about the team. And having a guy stay in a game for no reason other than chase individual stats just doesn't seem like something that would be in Monty's makeup, period. Yeah, I mean, I can see it if the team was worse, like, why going for individual stats kind of means something because it gets the rest of the team to rally behind something to an extent. Um, when when you when you can't rally behind actually getting a win, in in some ways or like on a on like a routine basis to use like, it as some sort of motivating factor. Right? Motivating factor, yeah. It's like okay, I we got it. something we can maybe kind of build on or at least small victories, but you know. Not that I'm trying to, uh, you know, cheer on the um, the coaching stylings of one Earl Watson, who was the king of that. But um, but yeah, I mean, even Book said in his post game comments, like I'm, I'm I don't care about counting stats. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure he, I'm I'm sure he would have loved to get to 50 because who wouldn't? But you know, at the same time, you know, and just to kind of put this into perspective. Last night was Book's 
highest scoring game in a win. And this is a guy who has scored 59 points, 50 points on different occasions. He scored 70, but yet last night was the highest scoring total in a win. So that just tells this you they're, season they're in a or like place. ever, ever, ever. Really? Yes. No. Even when he like did those like they lost all three of those games when Book went for fifty, and then Jimmer fucked it up. They lost all three because they lost that. So, they lost that game where he scored fifty nine and Jimmer fucked up his sixty. Um, they actually got blown out that game, and then they lost the next two because I remember being at both those games. Once one was against Washington, and one was against Memphis, I believe. I'm not mistaken. And then the Washington one was a game where Book scored 50 and they lost. No, Dan, Dan's right. I actually <coughs> have this up in front of me. So the of those, you know, this is the 15th time in Book's career that he uh, scored 40 or more points in a game. Right. You guys know who that ties him with in terms of Suns history? They, they did not uh, shout out Johnson during the game. No. <laughs> Eddie Mark Johnson? I like, I like that answer, though. Really? That was your answer? No, I'm just guessing because... I have no idea, honestly. I like that. <laughs> well, because Eddie Johnson, I because I feel like Eddie Johnson, he's he's that like he had like the most points in a quarter. Book broke that most points right. Like he's, I hear what he, you're he, saying. He's that guy that you wouldn't expect it, but I mean, he was a he was a hell of a shooter, and he would get hot and he would just go off in certain games. So the correct answer is is in fact Amari Stoudemire, both. 15 times in their careers uh, for the Phoenix Suns, they have now scored 40 or more points in a game. Now, taking it a little step further, let's let's assume Book got to that, that 50. Do you, do you know who the only, only other player in Suns franchise history is to score 50 or more points in a game more than once besides Book? Oh, more than once besides Book. Yeah, so he's he's done it, I believe, three times it is. Yes, three times. Damn. There's one player that's done it twice in Suns history. Is it Tom Chambers? It is, in fact, TC, the most handsome color analyst in, in, in TV, NBA TV. I don't fucking I don't know. Um, Tom Chambers, yeah. He you know, his, he was he held the record before Book scored his 70 with 60, a game that I as a young tyke. Little so says Jay was at, indeed. <laughs> a young um, tyke. I like a that. young tyke. I think I was like eight years old at the time or something like that, but he scored 60 in that game. And at some point also scored 50 in another game. Um, but book. Yeah. If he would have hit 50, that would have been, I believe yeah, the fourth time in books career, but no back to the original point, Dan's right. So his 70 point game, they lost that 59 point game. He talked about, they lost. And then the other game when book scored 50 uh, against Washington, right after that loss to Utah, they also lost. So this 48 point game is the highest scoring game books had in in his career where the Suns won the one other time he scored 48 they lost and the previous high was 46 point win against Philly uh wow f- almost five years ago now four and a half uh, years didn't, ago didn't he also score 46 against the Lakers in the playoffs he yeah well uh yes and I will say Close out I, was game, this, I sorted it all by regular season only so. yeah they, oh, the, all those stats they don't count postseason forever that's tracked separately hey man we watched that game together, and it was awesome. It was it, it was a thing of beauty. It was an absolute thing of beauty. Now, speaking of thing of beauty, let's let's dive into this book forty eight point game a little bit more because, you know, it was a game where he didn't he he didn't just score forty eight by you know chucking the ball. 
and and doing it on volume. You know, he did it efficiently. He he went 18 for 33 overall and five for 13 from deep, with two of those misses being those last two shots he put up at the end of the game. Uh, also chipped in with five rebounds, six assists, and three steals. Now, another little trivia. I don't know why I'm like in a trivia mood tonight. Maybe it's because I actually like hopped on Stathead and looked things up before this for <laughs> you know once in a blue moon. First time but in a while, yeah. Regardless, next to Booker and his game last night, there are only two players in Suns history to have had games where they scored 40 points or more on 54% or better shooting while also having at least five rebounds, six assists, and three steals. I know, that was a mouthful. But can you name those two players? I cannot. Kevin Johnson? No. Tony Delk. No, but I like that because, again, back to like the unexpected scoring type thing. No. Let's think a little bit later than what you're thinking there, Paul. One of them I feel like should be relatively easy if you just think about the 40-point aspect of it and how rare that's been done in Suns history in general. Oh, so uh, Amari Stoudemire? (laughs) Amari Stoudemire is one of them. The other one is from that era. Oh, 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 Jason Richardson. No, but Damn it. along those lines, a guy that you might not think right off the bat, nobody, somebody Rod- that wouldn't come to mind initially. Rodney Rogers. Carter. No, no, but, but once, once you say, once you find out who it is, you're like, oh, that makes complete sense. Pat Burke. No. <laughs> Best <laughs> answer so far, but no, I'm going to give you each like two more guesses. Cause. So it was a seven seconds or less era. Yes, and he was he was a he was a bench player. How about that? Does that help more? Leander Barbosa. Yes, sir. Barb. I know he scored fifty points in a game. Forty, but forty. I mean, I, I know he did that either. Yeah, I don't remember. But that kind of all. back to he. But remember, he was always that like you know electric scorer type guy, right? You yeah, know, he gets in, he gets in hot, the, he gets going. Except in the playoffs, he just disappeared. Yeah, well, you know, good thing again. Back to Paul's point, all of this just talks about regular season, so that's all good and lovely. <laughs> so, in terms of Book's performance last night, now we 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 know Book's had a lot of historic performances. I guess you can say, relatively speaking, uh, considering his age and his position in Suns history here, a seventy-point game stands out. But can you think of a more impactful or a more important performance in Book's career than the one he had last night? Because from my perspective, you think back to that seventy-point game. Even then, there 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 are holes in it. Obviously, they were chasing those those points. Earl Watson was keeping them in in an obvious blowout when there was no need for him to be playing, other than that reason, et cetera, et cetera. He's doing it on a losing team, and here he has a huge game to put the end to a huge week that resulted in him getting Player of the Week right around the All Star voting time, right after he's been getting, and obviously from our perspective, unjustifiably so negative flack from, you know, the media, Twitter heads, everybody in general outside of, you know, Phoenix Suns Nation uh, about about this whole mascot thing. And he, well, I, I guess, I mean, basically just tells them all to, to, to fuck off, right, uh, with with his play. Uh, to me, it's, it's and then this with is his something tweet. that is, a, and then with his tweets, and we'll get into that. Um, but to me, it's something that really, in the grand scheme of things, is, a hell of a lot more important to 
what Devin Booker is as a player and, 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 and his impact and, and his overall importance to this team, to this franchise, than than even that 70 point game. What do you guys think? I mean, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, and it's funny. Um, Gambo says, says this all the time because, you know, when, when Booker scored 70, um, it was cool. It was great. But I remember him saying that Devin Booker in the next, two, three years, we'll have 25-plus more games that are more impactful than the 70-point game, um, which makes total sense because let's be real, that 70-point game, I, I mean, I don't give a shit who you are. I don't give, give a shit how you do it. You score 70 points in a game, you score 70 points in a game. It's, right. That's hard to do. It's ridiculous. Sure. However, something that impacts winning, and as we've seen book mature over the years, and even Eddie Johnson has said, like, hey, he's he's not that guy anymore. He's his his days of scoring forty plus are over. And of course, the very next game he comes and scores forty eight, which was kind of poetic um, in and of itself. But he's to me, I mean, minus the playoff games, I can't remember another game where it was it was like like you know because obviously last year's playoff run, you can pick you know three or four games that were better than, but. In the regular season, I don't think I remember another game where it was it was so methodical. I mean, he well, that's I mean, just he what he's become. He's a, yesterday, yeah, he's just become methodical. It's almost yeah. like it's rare when he's not. I mean, he's a surgeon when he's on that court. Like, yeah. and he, I mean, between him, him and Chris Paul, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, you've seen it, and I mean, you know, we we look at this game last night because, of course, he scored the forty eight points. But I want to go back to Sunday. When he, when the level of shot making, mm-hmm. like the baseline fadeaways that just were just ridiculous shots, I mean, I, I was at a loss for words, um, and that was a, a what eleven a.m. game too, and you know I, I kind of expected them to come out flat, but not book man. And he had Tyler Ulis in the stands, and you know he was talking to him the whole game. It was it was really cool to see, man. And he's just he's on another level right now, and. I really hope, I really hope he keeps it up because I'd love for him to see. The, I'd, I'd love for him to start the All Star game. Um, I, I don't know if he will because everybody seems to be circle jerking uh, John Morant right now. Um, and John Morant, don't get me wrong, John Morant's been fantastic. But books, yeah, I mean, books team is thirty four ninety. They're number one in the West, and he's he's done it for he's done it longer. He's done it more efficiently. And John Morant. His team went ten and two without him, uh, but you know I, I get it. He's the flavor of the month. I'm still waiting for the time that Devin bro, bro, the flavor the, of the month. But yeah, know, I know it'd be really someday. nice if the Suns had a flavor of the month. I think to to your point about Ja, two things. One, the Suns went seven and zero when Book was out because wasn't that like the middle of their 19 game win streak when he was out? So I mean, one, but I think. The book still loses a little bit, unfortunately, because of the Chris Paul factor. Jaws getting a lot of what Jaws getting because they are doing the they they're what fourth in the West right now. I think they're I think they're they're not third. They're third. Yeah, so they're doing that without having like that injection of a um, you know a proven veteran, proven winner kind of guy like Chris Paul. So 
unfortunately for book, you're running into a situation where for better, or for worse, there still is a level of, it's kind of like what Durant got a little bit when he went to golden state slightly in that it's like, you couldn't do it without this. Ja is doing it without that. Ja is that team. Yeah. And they're going to, and I'm, they're, I'm, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. No, I, I'm, I'm just saying that's, I don't get exception. it. I don't get it, Paul. I know you don't get it. I get understand why you don't get it. But I want him to say it. I want him to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and I think you know, to a point that Paul you brought up last week when we were talking about kind of the 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 continuing lack of respect that the Suns get from the national media. That's when you look right. at Jaw versus Book, Jaw also has that quote unquote flashiness, right? He's yes. the guy that, you know, has that chase down dunk that everyone creams themselves over. Um, and and <laughs> that Dan and I both agree was a very fine play, uh, but perhaps not necessary, not necessarily worth the the pomp and circumstance it received. But putting that aside, that's what gets people to vote that's what people see that's what that's the, what shows up on sports center exactly so a, so that a ninja of a basketball player doesn't show up on sports center and and you know what i mean even if you switch the it, think about it if you switch the two mm. i don't think you know that that changes the circumstance i still think that jaw is the one that gets the attention even if he's playing next to chris paul which that's a whole different thing that would be weird um but yeah uh, hey, I, 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 I still, I still don't, I still think that it's more about the way the game presents on TV to people who might be flipping by and ESPN wants to catch their eye and get them to, to stick around on their channel. Well, Devin Booker, as beautiful as it is watching him hit mid-range jump shots uh, and pick his spots that he wants to get to on, in, in the game to take those shots as beautiful as that is, that isn't going to get the, and I don't like using the word, but the casual fan to sit there and go, okay, I I'm enticed by this. I want to watch this. I mean, a momentary glimpse of a chase down block or a three sixty layup or, you know, whatever other highlights. A mid range jumper isn't going to get, um, 50,000 retweets. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, has the highlights, which, which, (laughs) which makes me, which makes me happy that it's only, predicated on 50% of the votes. Yeah. Um but or 50% of the yeah, the vote. The other 25 is for the media and the other 25 is, is for coaches. Um players. Players, the coaches do the players. best. Players. Oh, that's right. You're right. Um my bad. Um I I honestly if it was too just many cooks me, in that kitchen. I would kind of get rid of the fan vote altogether. I mean, I I've, I've always thought it was kind of dumb. Um but at the same time I guess I guess it just I guess that's the difference between you know all star and all NBA, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. But all, at all, the same all-star time, it's a fan event. Yeah. At the Doing same time, it's the guys who are the stars, and that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and 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 at the same time, all NBA is voted by the media, and I mean we all know the media has their ridiculous biases too. So I don't know. I think that all NBA should be voted on by GMs and coaches. That's just me. Um, because it actually affects players' contracts um, and how much money they can make and escalators and all that stuff. And, and people that are dumb, like, you know, Zach Lowe and, and Brian Windhorst, just 
you, if you're a media member, you can't watch that many. You can't watch all 32 teams. So it's just well, it's and the, co- the coaches can't really either. That's the thing. They can, but they play against all them. That's the thing. Yeah. That that but that also wouldn't that be a reason why to not have the GMs vote on yeah, all NBA if, they, if it impacts how much players make? No, well, I mean, you, you obviously you wouldn't be able to vote for your own players. I know what you're saying. I'm I'm, I'm kidding, Daniel. I'm kidding. But hey, to to the point, when we talk about the voting for the All Star, the thing that I'm I'm always interested in more so than the fan vote is is really the player vote. Um, cause last year, Devin Booker was, was fourth in that, in the player vote, uh, just behind only, uh, Steph, Dame and Luca. I, I I'd be interested to see what the player vote, uh, turns out this year, because I think, you know, when Dame and Luca, well, for guards, Dame, right? sure. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. For the, for the backcourt, um, Dame and Luca, Obviously, well, Dame, from my perspective, obviously, because of of, of the injury, but uh, Luca, just because, well, we're not picking all stars for like the starting like fullback for the NFL, like all, yeah. all, all NFL team or anything. They are up right? to fifth in the West. So, but okay, um, but they've won nine I out of the last that, ten. I think that the the those two guys should by by default slip below book in the in the backcourt voting uh i'd be interested to see where ja morant falls in that regard when it comes to the player votes this year do you guys think that ja will come out ahead of book i I think steph will be there obviously i think he'll end up being first like i hope uh, not because steph has been ass pretty much besides breaking the record i mean that's really all he's that's really all he's going off of, man. Sorry, Paul. I know you're, you know, the big Steph fan, but <laughs> he's, he's you, Steph's kind of been terrible. Like, uh, I mean, there's no other way to, around it, especially like the last twenty games. Okay, well, Christmas, let me really. let me let me frame it a little differently. Then, how about this? Where do you guys think Book will fall in the player vote? I think he falls number one. Really? And shooting guards? Like if you're talking guards? I'm I'm talking backcourt. So backcourt. So it's point guard. Okay, backcourt. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say one or two. And I I, I think a lot of them yeah, I think a lot of them will will have a will have job there just because he's he's the up and coming guy. And I think a lot of guys respect John, rightfully so. And you know, I I don't wanna I actually don't hate Ja. It makes me mad because he should have been a Phoenix Sun. Um, you know, if we if we go back and think about the history of that draft, uh, as much as I love Cam Johnson, we were supposed to get the second pick overall, but you know we fell down to six and then you know traded that pick. But that's near neither here nor there. I, I think Jaw Jaw will get it because Jaw's Jaw's been he's been fantastic, man. So I think he'll be first. And but I I do think I mean who's who who else are going to vote? Yeah, who else is there in the in the in the West? I mean, I I think Curry will get it off a of reputation, but I could see I could see easily see Chris Paul and Devin Booker being three and four. Maybe. I and also I don't think I don't think guys in the NBA fuck with with um with uh uh Steph Curry that much. I don't think they respect him as much as you would think. I don't know. That's just me. Well, I, I, I guess I guess we'll see. I mean, I, I, I think that I think Book will end up second 
in in the in the player vote. Um, I'm I'm kind of pressed to say third because I think I think either Curry or Jaw and maybe both might slide in front of him, but I think that the that the perhaps those those votes are going to end up splitting as well to a certain degree for reasons you've said, Dan. Curry hasn't really played up to you know what you would expect of him, uh, you know, this season. Uh, and then with Job kind of being an up and coming guy, maybe some guys that might vote for Curry instead vote for Steph and don't alter any votes with Book. But either way, I, I think he's going to end up right right there in that two spot. And I think he should be one. I he's number one in my heart. I know that much. And, and I don't think that comes into play though at all for the All Star voting, does it? No. Okay. I mean, I would hope so. Well, and and I think the, the the nice thing to hear, and Paul, you mentioned this before we started recording, is the idea that you had floated around the concern about will we'll, we'll book kind of un, uh, unfortunately somehow slip through the cracks with All Star stuff this year. It seems to be something that is a, a distant memory at this point, particularly the way he's been playing as of late. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, his, you know, because I know that was part of the issue last year was he had kind of a slow start to the first half. And by the time like votes and whatnot, were kind of having to come in. He hadn't, he had just started to round into form, but like this year I was a little bit worried. I was worried about kind of similar kind of getting squeezed out annoyingly kind of thing. But with like, with Dame falling off with, you know, some Luca not living up to expectations, things of that nature. Um, grant, granted, actually, Luca may end up getting that sec- second guard spot at the end of the day because I'm pretty sure he's classified as a guard in the voting. Annoyingly, even though he's a he's a freaking uh, fullback. Fullback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but again, and this tackle. goes back to th- this is where I'm I'm glad they've they've changed it to where now it's only fifty percent of the vote because of the fans. Because are are any players really going to vote Luca? Well, say Luca's I'm like pretty up sure. Because I don't know how the players do it, but I feel like there's. If it's anything like that all NBA stuff and what and like MVP, I want I don't know how it's it's probably gonna be like a total percentage kind of thing. I don't know if it's like a two one one end of the day, like that's how it kind of comes down. It's gotta be like a numbers thing in some way, shape, or form to like yeah. be able to break tiebreakers because like Yeah, and, and I mean the one the one thing I will say is the media's they've 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 really cooled off of Luca, thank you. Oh yeah. I mean, before it was, but I think they're kind of seeing through the bullshit and yes, no kidding. Um, I think they're kind of seeing through the bullshit and like the, Hey, this guy apparently doesn't give a shit because he came in like looking like fucking Erlacher and you know, it just, I think that's going to hurt him a lot. And hopefully the, you know, the players see that as well. Cause I, and there's a lot, I don't think, I don't think players are are kind of like go bear. I don't think players are fans of Luca. Like uh, the international thing is, is kind of, there unless like you're like Giannis you know um but that's just Giannis is just a monster but I don't know could be wrong so we'll we'll continue our Booker themed episode here um because Paul you you alluded earlier to to something that Book had tweeted and I want to get into that but I think before we get into that, because this is all kind of tied together, you guys heard the comments he made about the Mamba mentality and all that, oh, right, dude. the other day? Yeah, almost, I, I almost, I almost ran through the fucking wall when he did that. I wanted yeah, that was so. 
I, I heard the comments. I was a little confused on the context because he's like, I know he said he's like not Kobe Bryant. And I know we had like previously potted and we were like, Kobe Bryant would have done the same thing he did. But it sounds like other people were saying Kobe wouldn't have done what he did. And right. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, he was okay. he was responding to people on social media basically saying that was not Kobe like. And here I, I have at least from this is from Sports Kita, uh, what appears to be the quote, but if it's in any way wrong, because I caught one thing in here that's already wrong. If anything else is wrong, then not my fault, but that's where it's from. Uh, this is this is what Book said, quote, I'm a sound off on the situation. I just talk about putting things in perspective. I'm really enjoying this, and I've always enjoyed social media. I check it daily, and when they're saying good things about me, I don't get too high. I don't get too low on it. The only problem I have is people still comparing me to Kobe Bryant. When I told them in the playoffs, stop bringing up Mamba mentality. I'm inspired by Kobe Bryant and Mamba mentality, but I am not Kobe Bryant. And people are out here yelling Mamba mentality from their mama's house. I'll leave you with that. And that's when he <laughs> cut it off. Uh, the thing Fucking that I caught it. that I think was wrong was they say in here, yelling Mamba mentality from the Mamba's house, which I, I'm quite certain. No, he was saying your Mamba's house. Yeah. 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 So that was a your Mama joke. <laughs> so that that was the 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 full quote, and that was the context. Like I said earlier, of the quote was was the the I'll call it feedback he got on social media about the whole mascot situation um thoughts on his comments before because like i said the tweet that that came after the game last night is i think is kind of tied into this obviously so thoughts on book addressing this in this manner the way he did uh you know the other day how about you first uh, Paul? you look like you're oh dan dan i'll let go dan, dan go because he was very dan, excited dan, dan yeah dan's definitely jumped on that uh, one, so. I, I love it man i mean well said I think the only he, I think everyone compares Devin Booker to Kobe Bryant except for Devin Booker, um, and I'm sure you know. It just if you look at his game, I mean, there's there's flashes of Kobe Bryant. I think that's I think that's what you know people go off of because he looks like it. And and I've I've brought this up on the pod before. Is I have a good friend who's a who's a huge Lakers fan. Um, he's a little bit older, so he got to see Magic you know, in his heyday and all that stuff. And when he sees Devin Booker, he, he, he will text me unprovoked. He'll text me out of the blue when the sun's game is going on. And he's like, dude, this is fucking Kobe Bryant 2.0. That's, that's, that's the fucking black bomber right there. So, I mean, and, and I get where book is coming from because he, he, he's never said he's Kobe Bryant. I think he has so much respect for Kobe Bryant you know, and, and what he meant to him that he wouldn't want to be, uh, uh, wouldn't want to compare himself to Kobe Bryant. The thing that's funny is, you know, he, he, he sees it and nobody knows Kobe like he does. Right. Cause he was, you know, he, that was his idol and all these people, most of the people that are saying, Hey, Kobe, we never would have done this probably had never even saw him play. Cause they're probably just dumbass young kids on, on social media. Um, but, you know, but I, I love his take on it. I love that he said, hey, you know what? I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to sound off on it. I am not Kobe Bryant. I take inspiration from that. And, yeah, these dumbass kids are yelling at it from their mama's house. Um, and then he uh, proceeded to – proceeded? 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 Anyway, That's after right. that, um, 
he released an Instagram live. I don't know if you guys caught the Instagram live on the plane with all the teammates, but it, it warmed my heart because like, I'm like, holy shit, this team legitimately right. fucking loves each other, man. Everyone, even sticks, right? Sticks. How many rebounds you get? Like 12. And then they all started making fun of him because the way, dude, it was great, man. I'm like, it just, it just, it just made me really happy. I'm like, oh my god, this is, this is fucking, this is my team. Like, this is the Suns, right? We're fucking three years removed from losing sixty games. Like, it's, I don't know, man. It's fucking great. I loved it. I thought it was great. Paul, and and I'll I'll sound off on that that video. Well, I don't really need to say that like I'm gonna tease anything groundbreaking because I I agree. I mean, you love seeing that type of camaraderie with a team because I mean you see what, what what's on the court and you see where the 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 trust and the the belief and the uh, you know support that they all lend to one another. Uh, you know where where it originates. You know it's not just limited to playing basketball. I mean they're 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 getting along greatly off the court, which again I think certainly transcribes uh, translates uh, into the game that they play the, they play on the court. Which is why we always talk about here on, you know on the pod how James Jones obviously has a type of guy, a type of player, not only a type of player but a type of guy that he sees as fitting in in this squad and and he's been very careful to pick and choose individuals who not only have a game that's going to translate to the team but also personality that's going to translate to the team anyway i said it wouldn't sound off and then i kind of did paul your thoughts on on devin booker's addressing the mamba mentality yeah i mean i think kobe went through the same thing at his point being compared to mj until he truly defined himself as who he was. I mean, and even still to this day, the comparisons to MJ are still there just because Kobe emulated his game and just kind of, but then started to make it his own and books doing the same thing. You know, you know, there's that was a story. Kobe said it like the first time I w- went up against book, he used my move on me like the yeah, first time. That's I right. Mean, yeah. He did the same thing to MJ. Yeah. And yeah. And like Kobe's like, yeah, I did the same thing. He did the same thing to MJ. So there's, there's like, there is a direct through line there and we're going to see the next generation. There's going to be the guy who's going to be compared to Devin Booker because, you know, it's just time moves, you know, the next generation of, of the fans, like, you know, yeah, I saw Michael Jordan when I was younger, but like, I wasn't super into basketball then yet. So, but then, I got it super got it into basketball during the Kobe era. So I know Kobe Bryant and now I know Devin Booker, but then like my kid's going to know Devin Booker and then he's going to see the kid after that, the kid after that, who's emulating book. And they're going to be like, Hey, you're just Devin Booker's clone. Don't, yeah. don't we? I thought we already had, isn't that Tyler hero? Right. I thought that was, <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. they're just getting lighter and lighter skin. <laughs> Excuse next me. Thing you know, next thing you know, fucking powders are going to be playing in the NBA. <laughs> do you remember that terrible movie from the 90s i do i saw that terrible movie in the dollar theater in like old town scottsdale oh, Jesus. <laughs> but that is still there we i'm gonna regret 99 we read it i'm gonna 99 cents from sage and sand video I'm, I'm gonna regret asking this question i think but do you guys remember what the plot line to that movie was because i don't outside of the fact that it involved like a you know 
bald albino guy, right? I know he it was, has something to do powers. with like, he had healing powers. Yeah, he got struck by lightning, and that's why he was like super. And then like he had like yeah healing like energy powers or some shit. I know nothing else about it. Okay, well that's enough of that. Um, back back to Booker and and his comments. You know, in, in terms of the mump mentality, I feel weird what was continuing worse? to that, like what, hold characterize on, it that way. Uh-oh. What was worse? What was worse? Powder or cocoon? Oh, no, powder. Cocoon was excellent. Yeah, dude. It was excellent. I don't know if it was excellent. I mean, I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. My immediate thought was cocoon was excellent. But when Paul blurted it out, I started thinking, <laughs> but was it really? Because I, I honestly have zero specific recollection of anything that happened in Cocoon. I just have this vague memory of thinking it was a really good it movie. Got two Academy Awards. Well, that's fantastic. But it came out when we were like seven years old. I don't know that I was really that interested in movies that so were did, winning Academy Awards. I'm still not. Uh, about, you mean, you mean so about, did, about old people? An alien? So did the shape. So did the shape of water, and that was a terrible fucking movie. Oh, I love that movie. Um, no, I, no, I've never seen that. <laughs> no, you're not. It, it actually reminds me. And sorry, I'm going off a tangent. And and you, have you guys ever seen the movie The Internship with uh, with uh, Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson? Yeah, I've seen bits and pieces. Where, yeah, where they're they're like interns. I get it confused with the intern starring Robert De Niro. The, so at the end of the movie, like like Vince Vaughn leaves and he like goes to sell like motorized scooters at like an old person's home because he's like he thinks he's too dumb to be at Google. Spoiler alert. And no, it's it's no, it's not a spoiler. Uh, but Rob Rick, Rob Riggle, Rob Riggle is a uh, he's like the main sales guy, and like he starts telling him how he like bangs off <laughs> the old ladies, and he's like, hey, her name's Ethel. She calls my dick the cocoon. Makes her feel young again. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Sorry, I just had to bring that up because we were talking about cocoon. So, so mob mentality. Uh yes. Um, you you know, look the 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 the, the comparisons between book and Kobe. Just, I mean, they're not going to end. Just nope. so like you said, Paul. The 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 connections are there. And the game is there. I mean, you, you see it in, in the way he plays. Um, so that's that's always going to be something that persists. And the the other thing that, you know, I kind of find interesting about him addressing this, and I, and I love the way that he addressed it. But quite ironically, I feel like, you know, like you said, it's kind of exactly how Kobe would have gone about doing it. So, again, I get where he's coming from and, and I, I don't disagree with him and, and I don't want him to be Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant was never the savior for the Phoenix Suns franchise. And I believe that is exactly what Devin Booker is. I I've said this before and I'll say this again and, and I will die on this hill if I have to, but someday Devin Booker is going to be that, that lead person on, you know, Arizona's sports Mount Rushmore. And, and, and I I'm talking like, let's build a statue to this man. Uh, I think he's going to be that important to the to the city. Oh, yeah, and, he's getting a statue. And and that right there is why, you know, the, the whole I'm not Kobe Bryant, he's going to be Devin Booker. That's why that's another reason why I love it, because at the end of the day, you have a guy that is is fashioning himself, blazing his own path, doing what he wants to do to leave his own mark on this league. And the best way to do that is is to is to lead a franchise I mean, throughout I mean, his it career. Doesn't I mean, how rare is that? Like his favorite shoe is the Kobe, and like he like 
Those shoes are so beautiful. I want them so well, badly. They don't, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. I know. Good luck. I However, know. he he said he'll never run out of Kobe's. Yeah. So I well, feel, when he I got as like... much money as he does, he's probably bought like every size 13 that he could find. Or, or whatever the hell size know, his shoe is. Or, you know, since he's really cool with Vanessa Bryant and so is his girlfriend, Vanessa Bryant's like, I got a giant fucking garage full of Kobe's and you can come and get them whenever you want. So there's probably that too. Or Nike can just give him his own shoe. Yeah, dude. I feel like that's that's gonna happen. He needs to start getting the national media love. I'm I'm really surprised that they're just sitting on the State Farm ad with Chris Paul and Alfonso Ribeiro and <laughs> Jay from State Farm and Devin Booker as like twins of each other. It's just sitting there. Yeah, that that, that that's something that really Drake, is right but it's for not the picking. The same. Yeah. So let's let's continue down this Devin Booker path and and go to the tweet from last night. Um, after the forty eight performance forty eight point performance against the Spurs, Devin Booker tweeted out, "Quote: Y'all not as loud as you were last week." End quote, and that got quite a quite a bit of attention, you know, from the from the the Twitter universe of everywhere outside of Sun's Twitter. And and he ultimately ended up deleting it. I don't know when that happened. Uh, I know it was up last night. It was not up this morning. So at some point he deleted it. Two questions, gentlemen. A, what do you think about that tweet? I loved it. <laughs> and I B, it. what about him deleting? What's that all about? How about you, Paul? I enjoyed the tweet. I like, I like spicy book. Um, you know, I wish he was a little bit more kind of spicy and vocal on social media. You know, you know, he, 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 that, that would be a way to get him kind of out of the shadow of Kobe a little bit is really start to like really start showing some of that personality a little bit more. Um, Cause he is kind of uh, robotic a little bit. A lot of times in like some of his interviews, you gotta, you gotta catch him at just the right moment to like get to like kind of see a little bit behind the curtain. But um I, I thought it, it was it was the right kind of tweet. I'm kind of surprised he deleted it because it wasn't like it was like directed at the refs specifically. It wasn't directed at a specific player. It was just kind of out to the ether of you guys are giving me a lot of shit. Uh, I talk. I walk my walk. Stop talking your talk. And then he's like kind of pulled it back. And I, I wasn't super jazzed about that part. Should have left it up. No reason to have taken it down. Fair, fair enough. Daniel, um, the the tweet, yeah, the tweet was, the, the tweet was was, I mean, yeah, it's, you know, he's 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 spicy, right? Like you said, he's he's drawing, and, and you know, I feel like he's drawing motivation to get through this season. Um, the season is, God, just about halfway over. Actually, a little bit over halfway. It's over, over. halfway over. Yeah, depending on um, the team. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a long season, man, and they're, they're just waiting for the playoffs to start because, I mean, that's when you have championship aspirations, the, the, the season becomes a drag. And the fact that they're 34 and 9 is, is for a team that just went to the finals is, is insane. Um, but I think for him, that, that's kind of where this all comes from. The fact that he deleted it, I mean, I, 
would I, I honestly don't care. Um, I wish he would have left it up, but I, I'm, you know, it might, it might've been one of those things where it's like, you know, maybe Chris Paul or Monty or James Jones were like, Hey man, they may not have said delete it, but they may have just said, Hey man, you're, you're better than that. You don't need to do that. You're already an all-star. You're a, already a, a Western conference champion. And you, you don't, you don't need to engage in that. And maybe he, he heard that and just deleted it on his own. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I, I don't care either way. Uh, I think Devin Booker is going to be awesome at basketball, regardless of whether he tweets or he engages in social media. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just happy he's back to being in Armani mode, like our buddy Espo likes to say. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, lo- I love the tweet. I just mostly because I thought, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of hilarious. I mean, leaning into kind of like the, oh yeah, you want to talk shit? Where are you at now? Idea, especially after all, you know, after the, they're saying Mamba mentality from their mama's house, it all kind of seemed to seem, seemed cohesive to me. Uh, so yeah. from that perspective, I thought it was just, I thought it was kind of brilliant by book. It was funny. Um, Brilliant. At the same time, I felt like it was it was kind of you know outside of his character, you know, to 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 the point that you mentioned, Paul. You know, book is a little robotic. He he he's very he's regimented. Just... He's very meticulous and calculated. That's part of what we like about him. That's part of what I love about him. He's a silent assassin. Exactly. So yeah, but he, I think I... he could also embrace the villain. He's becoming a villain a little bit, or at least an antihero. In but the, he kind of doesn't league. even do anything to 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 right. for that to happen. I mean, no, because it comes comes out with like stupid things like the raptor thing and whatnot. But I'm just saying, I think he could lean into it a little bit and develop. Like it could help develop a brand a little bit more so than he has. Because I mean, that's part of what Kobe did. A lot of that Mamba mentality shit and whatnot was, you know, I'm an assassin. I'm, you know, I'm fucking better than you and shit. Hey Paul, I don't know if you've heard, but you're supposed to stop comparing Devin Booker to Kobe Bryant. He's he's <laughs> he's he's respectfully asked that, so please stop. But no, I mean, it's kind of what what you're saying. I get I get what you're saying. <laughs> I, I understand why you're saying that, but you're making an assumption that Devin Booker gives a fuck about having a brand, and I think. He's given us zero indication of caring about that. And maybe okay, maybe that's an overstatement, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Devin Booker does what Devin Booker wants to do because Devin Booker likes doing it. Devin Booker drives a bunch of, you know, old time classic cars, not because Devin Booker, and, and this is my opinion, maybe Devin Booker's sitting there behind the scenes going, hmm, what can my brand be? Maybe I'll be that dude that drives a bunch of old time cars. I doubt it. From my perspective, Devin Booker drives old-time cars that are fucking badass because that's what Devin Booker wants to do, not because Devin Booker thinks it's going to promote some type of brand. Same type of thing with this. I feel like Devin Booker was just like, fuck it. I'm 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 still at the end of the day a human being that's 25 year old, 25 years old. I got a bunch of shit for doing something that I really shouldn't have gotten shit about. And now everyone's quiet that. I'm dropping 37 and a half points a game and just drop 48. All right. I'm going to call people out on that. Even if it's to the ether, like you said, Paul, and maybe he even then had, it could have been Dan. Like you said, maybe CP James Jones, somebody reached out said, Hey man, you're better than that. 
Or maybe he even thought, Meh, you know what? I have my phone with that. I'm going to drop that now and got rid of it. I mean, who knows? But at the end of the day, it, like I said, I, I loved it. I, I don't care if book wants to talk, doesn't want to talk, wants to tweet, doesn't want to tweet. As long as his game speaks for him, then I'm a happy man. So what have we what have we ascertained here that Devin, Devin Booker, Booker is awesome is a demi a, a, what is a demi human a meta demigod meta human what's the difference between a meta human and a demigod meta human is think a superhero a demigod is actually the child of a god hmm wow i can't believe how quickly you came up with that yeah. answer <laughs> Like, do you know met, that, or is um, this something you just I know made that up? for a fact. <laughs> a meta a metahuman is an enhanced human. An enhanced human, yeah. It's a comic book term. <laughs> and a demigod is somebody. Hercules is a demigod. His mom was human. His dad was a god. They're like, you're half human. You're part god, part demi, part. I'm just gonna stay quiet until you stop. Go on. Do you have more? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Remember the beginning of the episode when I told you guys how much I loved you? Just remember that now, okay? All right, boys. Well, I mean, I don't have anything else to talk about Devin Booker about. Anything more Devin Booker to talk about? I don't I have anything title right there. <laughs> more Devin Booker related to talk about. There we go. Right? Anything else you guys want to cover? I think we're all right. Um, I'm all couple right. couple things. Oh, uh, all right. Are you going to are you going to report the results of your 6, 12, 18, 24 challenge attempt? <laughs> um, no, because we still haven't. We still haven't decided when we're going to do that because we're all doing that. What you keep saying this word, we not sure who that entails. <laughs> yeah, um, you guys should both know. <laughs> um there was a trade that went down there was yes um, yeah three-way yeah. trade denver boston and san antonio it's a small trade um juancho hernan gomez going to the spurs brent forbes to denver bull bull and pj dozier to the celtics uh pj dozier towards acl so he's out he's kind and, of and just bo- throwing bull, and bull bull failed his physical when they tried to trade him to the pistons so I remember that. Yeah, I remember hearing that. Um, so, if at if at just, first just, you don't succeed, try try again. Yeah. So you know, kind of just a, uh, I don't know, shuffling the deck. Guys got any, chairs. Guys got any, guys got any thoughts? Well, um, it would seem to me that uh, Jalen Smith is now, or the Boston Celtics are now out of the running in a potential destination for Jalen Smith with that trade. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about that. I don't know how much Bull Bull is actually gonna play because he kind of not I don't think basketball. I, th- I, I don't think that they wanted Jalen Smith for the actual basketball they wanted it to get them below the tax which that trade did ah, okay makes sense um and then also uh DA DA rolled his ankle he stepped on book's foot on Sunday he missed last night's game um you guys concerned at all not really I, I think <laughs> We would have heard more um, from the team by now if anything was more serious about that. Like, but, you know, they're just kind of keeping it day to day. Yeah, I mean, I hope that's the case because I know, I mean, people were really concerned about Cam Johnson and he missed, what, two games and then was back. Yeah. And 
looked looked pretty good last night. So I don't know, yeah. just uh, something to keep an eye on, I guess. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not overly concerned about that. I mean, it, it seems like Especially one of those things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and and well, he was he was in a boot after the game, right? Am I, yeah, am I that correct could just about be precautionary. That? But yeah, I was. That's what I was gonna say. That you know can can appear to be something, but a lot of times can't just be precautionary. Uh, I'm I'm with I'm with you guys. I mean, until we hear that there's any reason to be concerned about it. I'm not going to be concerned about it. And, and we, we've obviously seen what this team can do without key pieces, and we know that they can sustain. So for as long as it takes – you hungry, Dan? For as long as it takes to get uh, DA fully healthy, um, even if it's something that isn't that significant, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. I mean, at the end of the day, what are we looking at right now? We're looking at obviously maintaining what we're doing, but trying to keep our guys as health, healthy as we can for the long run. Well, to that question, um, just about like our center rotation and whatnot, actually, um, one of the guys on Twitter, Chris Hansen, actually not to, while we were recording, posted this and he's uh, per 36, eight and stats are 20.2 points, 12.7 rebounds, 1.8 assists, one block, six point or 66% shoot, true shooting. McGee also per 36 is 22.5. Points, 15.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 1.8 blocks, 67% true shooting. And then you even got that followed up with Biombo as our third string center right now at 17, almost 18 points, 13 rebounds, two assists, and 67% true shooting. It's like there's very little drop off. Yes, Dan? The per 36, it's like that's like the dumbest fucking stat ever. I get it's supposed to show you what one would do in a full game, but that's like, that's, that's in a vacuum. Like you can't fucking like, Oh, the per 36. No, I, I me off so bad. I get you're saying it's in a vacuum, but we've also seen the evidence because like the rotation of our no, centers. Yeah, no, they're, they're like, they're, they're actually good, doing it in per 36. I, I, like, I get that. But at the same time, they've all had enough shots at that and have been producing. So this goes back to the dipshits. Yes. Last night on Twitter, before I, I decided to delete my account that think that we're better off with Bismack, Biombo, and JaVale McGee at our center yeah, but that, that's, like, that's idiotic. Yeah. That. I, and that's what I was going to ask. may look better. Yeah. No, I, I was going to ask Paul, is that what you're trying to get at by that? We, that we should trade DA. No, the trade but... <laughs> that we should start Bismack. <laughs> no, that the Suns can be just as su- successful. This can be just as easily sustained by having those guys as opposed to DA. I'm not saying just I, DA is the best one of the three. He he allows us to elevate what we play, but the drop off isn't as bad as what we've had in previous years. You know, we're able to weather a storm, which is how James Jones built this roster is like pretty much we can handle any temporary injury for a period of time. We've got guys who can fill in and step up into their roles and our center rotation is the deepest in the NBA. You know, we brought up earlier if we were pissed off about Monty Williams pulling bugs before he got fifty. Uh, before he got fifty, you know what did piss me off when they pulled when they pulled Da before he got thirty. 
No, when they just stopped throwing, <laughs> casting him the fucking ball. I'm like, dude, get him his 30. He was stuck at like 28 points forever. And I'm, and they would just, Chris Paul was like, I got to get mine. And I'm like, dude, really? Throw it up to your center, man. He, 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 had a, he, was, he was money against the Pacers, which kind of pisses me off that he got hurt. And then he, it was friendly fire, too, at that. So that kind of sucked. That's all I got to say about that. All right. All right. Nice all right, gentlemen. Well, nice positive note. Yeah, I feel like we can wrap up this episode of Fanning the Flames, this Devin Booker episode Definitely. of Fanning the Flames, and justifiably yeah. so, right? I mean, if anybody ever deserves an episode committed solely to them, it's it's Devin Booker. I think we can all oh, agree yeah. on that. Yeah, he's also dating 100%. Kendall Jenner, which is one of the hottest women in the world, so. Just a little cherry on top for him. He's doing. I, I think Devin Booker is getting along he's just fine, just notwithstanding fine. <laughs> notwithstanding the the backlash that he he got on 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 social media over his run in with the Raptors mascot. Raptor. <laughs> so, the final thought I'll leave you with is: we can all rest assured and sleep easy tonight, knowing that Devin Booker is going to be just fine. And of course, we appreciate you guys. Listening to us, tuning in, listening to our nonsense week in, week out, all that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm at so says J Paul at Dervish of World. If you want to pass along any message, Daniel, just tweet him to me and I'll I'll, I'll pass. Nope, send him to Paul. You can, and you can, and find, you can find him on LinkedIn. <laughs> Check out his new. Jesus. Never mind. Uh, and you can follow the pod on Twitter at Fan the Flames NBA. And again, we appreciate y'all listening. And depending on when you're listening, should I put host of this podcast on my LinkedIn? <laughs> yes, oh, dude, you should. that'd be hilarious. Please do. Okay. Thank you for the thank you for the final interjection. And depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or a good evening. Now you say you have nothing. a good night. Have a good night, everybody.
Say 